give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning. Back up just a little bit. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Donna to stay up here. No, don't. You're going back. I'm sorry. I'll get in trouble for that after a while. Thank you. I will. How many is ready to go home to be with Jesus this morning? Really, are you? Are you looking for his return today? Yes. I said, are you looking for his return today? Yes. Hallelujah. I think it was Monday evening. It was one of the prettiest sunsets I had seen in for a long time. And it looked like, I thought, man, this looks like God, Jesus just, just opened the sky and just coming back right now. And I was so excited. I thought, is it going to happen? You know, I was coming out of Kroger's to spend a bunch of money. I wish it was going to happen before I spent the money, but that didn't matter because I was going to go <laughs> to heaven anyway. So, hey. But I'm looking forward to going home to be with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's sing. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when it calls this church away. I said I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. For a mansion in the sky, I may not know the moment, and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. Well, I'm listening for the trumpet, sound most any time, and a crown of life that's waiting, thank God will soon be mine. I've got my invitation through a place called Calvary. By the precious blood of Jesus, the trip's been paid for me. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. To have gone there to live for all eternity. Oh, yes, I'm going home. Well, I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. And I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment, or I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. Well, the captain of the vessel is calling, get on board. And the destination's heaven, save on that crystal shore Where we'll meet again the Savior and our loved ones who have gone There to live for all eternity, oh yes we're going home Well I'm going home Jesus in the twinkling of an eye I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky I may not know the moment and I may not know the day Church away, well, I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky, and I may not know the moment. 
Sing it one more time while I'm going home with Jesus in a twinkling of an eye. I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. And I may not know the moment, and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. I said I'm going home with Jesus in a twinkling of an eye. I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not next song. This is one of my favorite all-time songs. I said it better be singing at my funeral. I had somebody, I was at the funeral home the other day and somebody asked me, said, will you preach my funeral? And she's only like in her early 30s. And I said, well, I will. But you may be around a long time longer than me. So then I went back the next day to the funeral home and uh, I said, can we prepay that? Funeral message. <laughs> Go ahead and pay me now in case I, I'm not around. Anyway, that was funny then. Are y'all having trouble with that? I knew they were looking around for something up here. Amen.
and my sorrows. He made them his very own. And he bore the burden to Calvary. And he suffered and he died alone. Now I'm singing how. Father, I appreciate you. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. And I love you, adore you.
worship him for a moment. Raise your hands to him one more time. Just tell him how much you love him today. We appreciate you, God. We love you. We exalt you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. And everybody says amen. amen. Everybody shouts amen. 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 Praise God. You can be seated for a moment. Uh, Sister Heather's going to come out and tell us something exciting that's happening. Amen. And we're all going to be able to be a part of it. stepdad who served in the U.S. Army for 24 years and four months big, big, um, was chosen as one of the veterans to go on this year's honor flight. Um, if anybody, I'm sure most of you guys have heard about it or seen it every year on the news, um, it is such an honorable thing for him to be chosen. Um, this year they're doing something different. I had I was blessed to be able to go with him yesterday to his interview, um, and it was a very humbling experience. Um, they're going to Washington, um, going to the Lincoln Memorial and the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, all, all that, and it's very special. Um, but this year they're wanting to do something different for the veterans, and so they're asking 
um, friends, family, or if you know him, if you don't know him, each veteran or whatever, to write a letter of appreciation. Um, I would like to have it sent to my stepdad. Um, and on the flight home from Washington, they will do a operation mail call. And while they're on the flight home, they will give you the letters to each veteran, which is just going to top it off because it's already going to be a special day. So um, if anybody could write a letter, um, I would appreciate it. He will greatly appreciate it. Just a letter of thanks. It doesn't have to be really long. It can be long. I don't, I don't care. Um, I need them in within the next week. I have to get them sent off by next, not this week, but the week after next. I have to have them mailed off. Um, and if you want to write him a letter, I can give you his name. It does have to be addressed to him. It can't just be dear sir or whatever. And if you want to write more letters, you can do that too, and we can just let them pass it out to whoever, whatever veterans on there. But um, I would appreciate it greatly if you guys would take part in this. Um, a lot of people forget about the veterans today. Um, he did serve in Vietnam and Korea. So, and he would tell you today, he would join. If he could pass the physical, he would join, and he's, he's turning 81 this month. So, anyway, thank you. How many's got a cell phone? <coughs> oh, come on. I think everybody has a cell phone. <laughs> you pull your cell phone out. Go to wherever you put a note in. Tell him okay. his name. Okay, so his name is uh, Chesley, C-H-E-S-L-E-Y. T for Turner is his middle name, and they'd like that to be on there. And Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Okay, and try to have those letters in by Wednesday. Yes, it would be great. D. He says if it's a, not a D in there, they're Rogers. They're not Rogers. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you can bring them by Wednesday, that would be great. I'll, I'll, I mean, if you want to bring a stamped envelope, that's fine. But if not, I will stamp them and, and get them sent off. But I've just got to do it as soon as possible. So. Amen. How many will do that? Now, let me ask you another question. How many's got a cell phone? Not with me. Now, I want you to do something real quick. I want you to text somebody that's not at church or somebody you know, just one person. And just say, praise God, Jesus is alive. Just do it right now. Amen. Text somebody. I don't care who it is. Preferably somebody that don't go to church. You don't want to text somebody that's in church. All these church services will be interrupted. Text somebody and tell them, praise God, Jesus is alive. Amen. 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 All right. I think we can do that in about a minute. So everybody just do that real quick. If it's me typing, it'll be like 15 minutes. And by the way, if you got a ton of texts yesterday, my, I was trying to get used to this new phone, and I probably text everybody 2,500 times. So. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, now we put our cell phones back up. Amen. So we're not playing games on them or anything. If our ushers would come right now, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Amen. Praise God. We want to thank everybody that participated yesterday in the, in the Easter egg hunt. We had around 30 adults that came out to help, and we needed every one of them. We had about 75 or more children. I think some, some came in late that didn't get registered. Probably over 80 children was, was here for the egg hunt. 
plus their parents, which meant we had about 200 here, close to 200 people, and it was an awesome day. So thank you who helped. It took everybody. Amen. So let's give all those that came out yesterday a good hand. All right? Come on. It It was a good ministry time. Amen. Real quick, our podcast is up and going. Right now we are uh, being heard in the United States, of course, Spain, United Kingdom, India, United Arab, something, and Canada. Top ten cities that are listening in Kent, Washington, London, England, Weedsport, New York, Westland, Michigan, here in Madisonville, Dubai, Dubai. I guess how you say Dubai, Dubai. Bingalore, something, Clay, New York, Auburn Hills, Michigan, Albany, New York. Amen. Amen. 67% of the people that are listening are from North America, 29% from Europe, and 5% from Asia. The word is getting out. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, yesterday, uh, we actually had our Hopkins County Home Builder Association home show, home and garden show. But I was talking to one of the people from Atmos Energy. Um, they serve our gas company here in town, in our county. But one of the gentlemen there, he said, pray for my son. And he's 31 years old, and he's got cancer. So uh, I just want to ask the church. Brandon is the guy's name, and I just want to ask him, ask the church to pray for him. He's got a lot of other churches praying for him, but we know the power of prayer. Yes. And we know that God can heal him. And so... You know, 31 years old is awful young to come down with cancer. And so we're just going to ask God to do his thing yes. and Amen. heal him. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day that you've given us to be here in your earth, on your house, dear Lord. We just thank you for the blessings you pour out on us daily, dear Lord. We just thank you for this amazing church that you've given us, the amazing brothers and sisters that come to this church, dear Lord. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for those veterans that served in the Korean War and Vietnam War, dear Lord, and we just ask that you put a touch on those veterans that are serving, protecting our country today, dear Lord. We just don't need to forget those veterans, dear Lord. We just ask you to watch over us, and we thank you again for all that you do for us. We thank you for going to that ugly cross for our sins, dear Lord, and in the sins for mankind. But again, we thank you again now for living beside the right hand yes. of the Father, interceding for us, dear Lord, Amen. having us a way to get to heaven, dear Lord. And if it wasn't for you going to that cross, we would never be having a, ch- a chance to make it, dear Lord. And, dear Lord, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it and use it for your purpose. And forgive us of where we fail you and fall so short of your glory. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Well, glory, glory, hallelujah, oh,
Isaac and Jacob, where's Abraham? I said, I guess that's me. <laughs> Father Abraham. Amen. Praise God. Cheryl Ryan, would you come up? We want to pray for you. Amen. Uh, Donna, you and Heather and you guys come up. We're going to anoint her. She is having some ear problems. Amen. It's good to have her back. She's been, she travels and, and Bowling Green a lot. And she's here today. She won't be here. She'll be in Pigeon Forge next week. She said, who's getting married? Your granddaughter's getting married next week. So she'll be in Pigeon Ford next week. So be sure our glad she's here today. But she asked us to pray for her ears. She's having some ear situations, and uh, we just uh, believe God's going to unstop these ears. Amen. God, we come before you today, God, and we thank you, God, for Sister Cheryl. God, we thank you, God, for your healing virtue. God, we thank you, God, that you went to Calvary, God, and took the stripes for our healing, God, that we can walk, God, in divine health and divine healing, God. And we speak to these ears, God, that they would line up to the word of God, that all infection and anything going on, your God, would be healed, God, in the name of Jesus. She would have perfect hearing, God, with no problems, dear God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are the God that heals us, God, and we yes. speak healing forth, God, and to manifest in, in Sister Cheryl's body thank right God. now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, and give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Uh, Melissa, would you come up? I want you to tell what happened with Jacob Wednesday night, if you would, real quick. Well, to me, it's absolutely amazing. If any of you know Jacob, you know that he's, he doesn't come to the front. He's, he stays to the back, usually during worship. And at altar call at the end of service, he's usually either behind the kids or in his seat. And we show clips, um, the clip from the Passion of the Christ from the point where um, Jesus had to carry his cross and be crucified. And Pastor Gary had asked for some of the, the kids that were really serious about worshiping to come to the front. And when I stood up from my seat, I looked over and I saw both of my boys on their face. And no one was praying with Jacob. He was kind of close to Pastor Gary, but he just kind of worshipped by himself. And I don't know if Pastor Gary overheard him or what, but when Jacob stood up, I heard Pastor Gary say, Jacob, have you ever spoken in tongues before? And Jacob said, no, Pastor Gary, I hadn't. And when we were leaving, he looked at me and he said, Mom, when I got up there, every bit of the energy in my body left. And I shook from the inside out and I spoke in a tongues that I've never spoken before. He said, I had no control over myself and I knew it was God, so I just let him have control over me. 
and he went home and told everybody about it. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, he said, I did not want to get it from the altar. He said, I felt the power like I have never felt before in my life. He said, and I spoke in tongues, Pastor. I spoke in tongues. Amen. How many has ever spoken tongues? You got in the prayer language and I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. It is something amazing. Amen. Encourage him, Melissa, to keep praying in those tongues. Not, it's not a one-time thing. Somebody say it's not a one-time thing. I like to be filled daily. Amen. I'm going to ask for prayer this morning, if you would. I have not been feeling good all morning, and I just need prayer. I hadn't even said anything to Donna. I, have, I just don't feel good today, and uh, I just need prayer today. So I'm going to ask Jason to come out of the sound booth and anoint me, if he would, and some of the men just gather around me. I really want to preach this message this morning, but I don't feel really great. I'll just be honest with you, so I'm asking the brethren to rally around. Somebody say amen. amen. I just couldn't put a finger on it. Just don't feel good. But I do now. I'm going to feel better now. Somebody say amen. I claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and turn to Mark 11, 1 through 11. Let's go ahead and get started. Amen. We'll be taking communion at the end of the service today, so be ready for that. Mark 11, 1 through 11. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, to Bethage, and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, and he sent it forth two of his disciples. Verse 2. And saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you enter into it, you shall find a colt tied, whereon never man set, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosen the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he set upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they went before, and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna 
in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. When he had looked around about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out into Bethany with the twelve. Let's go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 9. Matthew 21, 1 through 9. And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem and were come to Bethage and into the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them, bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass and a coat and the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Somebody say amen. Praise God. We're talking about the, the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. This is Palm Sunday. On this first day of the last week before crucifixion, Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem with everyone's eyes on him. It was a parade where he was the grand marshal himself. People lined the streets to watch this happening, this event unfolding. How many has ever been to a parade? Of course you have. I love parades. I love parades. I love any kind of parade, whether it's a Veterans Day parade, Christmas parade, whether it's small, whether it's big. I love Macy's Day parade. You can ask Candace, of course, or Donna. You can ask them. I am such a traditionalist. I have to watch Macy's Thanksgiving parade every year until Santa Claus waves at me. I love parades, but none of those parades could ever compare to this parade that was taking place in Jerusalem. So Jesus rides into the city on a donkey. This was a sign of a king coming in peace. Zechariah the prophet had foretold of this event 500 years earlier in Zechariah 9 and 9. Just a few days earlier, Jesus had stood at the tomb of Lazarus, said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out of the tomb. It's a good thing that he called him by name because if he hadn't said Lazarus, everybody that was dead would have came out. Somebody say amen. So the crowds grew lining the streets to see this man that had power over death itself. The triumphant entry on that Palm Sunday. So this first day of this amazing week was a day of recognizing Jesus as a king, Lord of lords, a man that had power over death itself. The people that gathered started pulling their coats off, laying them down like a red carpet. They would become a momentum of that great day. Can you imagine having Jesus tread upon your coats? And you pick that coat up, you kept it forever. It's kind of like, I'm not letting anybody wash this coat. It's my coat, Jesus, tread upon this coat. Then they would start cutting branches down and they laid palm branches in the road in front of Jesus. 
They would shout, Hosanna, blessed is the king. Is he that comes in the name of the Lord as he rode past them, king of kings. So they recognized Jesus that day as the one that had power over death itself. Do you believe that he has power over death, hell, and the grave? Do you believe Jesus has that power today? He does. Do you acknowledge him as your king today? Is he Lord of your life and of your heart? He will not be in competition with anyone or with anything else. Many times we say Jesus is Lord of our lives and Lord of our hearts, but we hang on to a little piece of our life, a little piece of our heart, so we can say we have some control. But Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 24, you cannot serve two masters. I said, Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 24, you cannot serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other or you'll despise one and love the other or you'll love one and despise the other. You cannot have two masters. Some people here today need to get off the fence. You've been trying to have two masters. I said, you've been trying to have two masters. And God is calling you out this morning in this word. Somebody say amen. If we look at the crowd on this triumphant day, we will find many fickle Fickle followers. Turn to somebody and tell them fickle followers three times real fast. Anybody ever heard the, 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 the term fickle as a pickle? Anybody heard that growing up? Has anybody ever heard that? Thank you. I'm glad somebody heard that but me. There was a lot of fickle folk on the, on the streets that day. By the end of the week, they would not even be found. They would be hiding out because everything would shift by the end of the week. Those that were shouting, Hosanna, excuse me. Thank you. Those that were shouting, Hosanna, at the end of the week would be shouting, Crucify. Somebody say, Amen. So on Palm Sunday, he would be labeled king. Let's look at the rest of the week. This is an amazing week we're entering into. On Monday, we want to call Monday Passionate Monday. Matthew 21, 12, 13, and 14. We're going to read those scriptures. 21, 12 says, And Jesus went into the temple of God, cast out all of them that sold and brought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Mark 11 and 11 said, After the parade, he went to the temple. And the verse says, he looked around. He observed what was going on. Matthew 21 and 12 says that uh, the people were buying and selling animals for the sacrifice. They had to have a sacrifice for the Feast of Passover, Feast of Pentecost, Feast of uh, Tabernacles. They were selling goats and sheep and doves. Those that were selling the animals, they would jack the prices up, ripping off those buying as sacrifice, price gouging at its best. Because they lived in a Roman world, he would see them exchanging Roman money for Hebrew money. 
to pay the temple tax, charging an enormous rate of exchange. Definitely there was those taking advantage of the situation. The temple was being misused. Everybody say misused. So in verse 12 and 13, Jesus becomes upset. The temple was special then, and the temple is special to him now. He was passionate about the temple. Somebody say amen. He is still passionate about the church. I said he is still passionate about the church. However, the temple is not just a building. The temple is us. Somebody say amen. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God distance himself from, from the temple of God, for the temple of God is holy. You are a temple of God. Somebody say amen. When you invite Jesus into your heart, he comes in and cleanses us up. He cleanses the mess up in your life. He forgives your sin, and you have now a relationship with God. You have become a friend of God. Say, I'm a friend of God. Amen. Jesus wants to and is passionate about keeping the temple clean, not just the church, but our temple clean. He will remind us continually of things that are not to be in the temple, things that make the temple dirty. We must come out and take care of our natural temple. How do we do that? Well, one way is by watching our diet. Turn to somebody and say, we need to watch our diet. What we eat, what we put in. The Oreos and milk at 2 o'clock in the morning doesn't cut it. We need to take care of our temple. What we eat, what we drink. We need to take care of our temple. If you're doing something that's destroying your temple, such as smoking or drinking alcohol or whatever, you need to take a look at your temple. God does not want your temple destroyed. Somebody say amen. We must take care of our spiritual temple as well by what we watch, taking care of, have taken note of what movies we watch, the music we listen to, the things we read, the negative words people may speak to that we let come into our minds. The Bible says take every thought captive. Let me ask you this this morning. If Jesus enters your temple, what tables would he turn over in your life? What tables would he turn over? If he found your temple a disgrace or dirty, what tables would he turn over to clean it up? Maybe it's a table of dishonesty. Maybe it's a table of pride. Maybe it's a table of deceit or compromise or materialism or complacency. We all have tables in our lives that we need to clean up. Somebody say amen. None of us are perfect. Turn to somebody and say, none of us are perfect. Amen. So we need to take note of what tables we need to clean up in our life. What, what would he turn over in our life? On Tuesday, that was Monday, was Passionate Monday. On Tuesday, we find now that the religious leaders were not pleased with Jesus. The fact Jews, the Jews were so popular posed a threat, that Jesus was so popular with the Jews, posed a threat. They were not pleased with him turning the tables over. It cut into their profits. 
So in Matthew 21 and 23, they confronted him. Let's look at that, 21 and 23 of Matthew. When he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? What they were saying were, Who do you think you are to come in here and turn these tables over? Who do you think you are making this big ado about who you are and people following you and laying coats down and branches down? Who do you think you are? They were concerned he was being too popular. So the Herodians in verse 22, 16 through 22, they try to trick him and ask questions about money. Let's go on to 16. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God and, and truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, you hypocrites? Show me the tribute money, and they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose image is on the subscription? And they say unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him, and went their way. He shut them up. Everybody say he shut them up. Then in verse 23, we look at the Sadducees that was trying to trick him. Then came to him the Sadducees. You know about Sadducees, don't you? They're so sad, you see. They're so sad, you see. Why are they so sad? Because they don't believe in the resurrection. Somebody say amen. There is no resurrection, so they started talking to him about that. In verse 34 through 40, we, we look, at, and the Pharisees are going to try to trick him. The same day came to him, the Sadducees, go on to the next, let's go to 34. Verse 34. Is it coming? There it is. Thank you, Devin. I want to give Devin another good hand. I'm so excited these young people are stepping up back there and doing some things in the sound booth. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, everybody say, he shut them up too. He shut them up. They were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempted him, saying, Master, which is the great, which is the great commandment of the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second, like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. There was something like 248 commands in the law of Moses. There was 365 prohibitions in the law of Moses. Legalism at its best. But Matthew 22, 36 through 40, the Pharisees trying to trick Jesus did not work. All of those were included. The Herodians, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, Jesus labeled them what? Hypocrites. Everybody say a hypocrite. So Monday was passionate Monday. He cleaned the temple up. Tuesday, he was confronted by all the, the uh, spiritual leaders. 
on Wednesday was, Wednesday was a preparation day, a very busy day. He told his disciples he was going to be crucified. The religious leaders were making plans to capture and kill him. Judas was cutting a deal, betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And then here comes a woman named Mary, Lazarus' sister, and anoints him with a very expensive box of perfume. So when Jesus would go to sleep that night on Wednesday night, he was probably how we all do, thinking about the, the, the events of the day, thinking about what was come, what was to come, and he also had to be thinking about the sacrifice of that expensive perfume, that expensive ointment Mary poured on him. He was thinking about Judas betraying him. On Thursday, we come to a day of remembering. They start remembering the Passover, how we showed that last week about passing, about painting the doorway or whatever, and the, the, what Passover meant. He started talking about that on Thursday. He got with his disciples in Matthew 26 and 17. It was the last day with his disciples. It was the day of Passover. Passover meal would take a whole new meeting. Matthew 26 and 17 says, Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, or the Passover, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? So he was remembering what happened, what the Passover was all about. Up until now, the Passover was only about the children of Israel, the death angel, passing them by. But now Jesus was about to become our Passover. Somebody say amen. Verse 26 through 28 of chapter 26. 26, 26 through 28. Chapter 26, 26 through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. Verse 28, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. After the Last Supper, Jesus goes to the garden that we talked about last couple of weeks, and he prayed there in chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. We won't read that, but he was praying as, <clears throat> excuse me, as great drops of blood. And then he was arrested, and then the torture and the humiliation would start. Now, where was the crowd that lined the street for that parade that was shouting Hosanna just a few days earlier? How quick it changed from shouting Hosanna. Now, they were to be shouting crucify, crucify. I want you this week to think about how many times that you don't stand up for Jesus. You say, well, I always stand up for Jesus. Do you really? In your actions, are you standing up for Jesus? In your words, are you standing up for Jesus? When somebody is doing something, how many will walk up on a dirty joke being told and laugh along with them instead of saying, you know what, I don't want to hear that? How many will listen to gossip throughout the week instead of saying, you know what, Jesus is not pleased with that? How many will stand up for Jesus this week? That night, the disciples, when he was arrested, fled. Even Peter, the one that said, I would never leave you. I will go to the cross with you. He fled and, of course, denied Christ three times. Thursday night of that week would go into Friday. There was no sleep for Jesus. Jesus was slapped around, was beaten, was sped upon. He was tortured, beaten with a rod and a cat of nine tails. Jesus was whipped for you and I. 
Jesus was dressed up like a king and mocked. Jesus had a crown of thorns placed and pressed down on his head. And then, of course, they nailed him to an old rugged cross. Nails in his feet, hands, feet, a spear thrust in his side. All of this while his mother looked on. As I watched the Passion of Christ the other night, I was thinking, and I told Heather afterwards, was talking about it. Can you imagine what that mother had to feel looking up to Jesus being crucified? Think of your child. What would it be like for you to look and watch them be crucified in front of you? So much pain and wrath. Jesus suffered and was experiencing that he calls out and says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? How much more can I possibly bear for mankind, he was saying. But Jesus did not die naturally as you might think. I want you to know that Jesus Christ was fully God, he was fully man, and he was in control the whole time. Listen to me. He was fully God, he was fully man, and he was in control of the whole situation. When they did all they could do to him, when he had endured everything that they did to him, he then gave up the spirit. It wasn't taken from him. He yielded up the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. And he said, it is finished. It is paid in full. Jesus did not die. He gave up his spirit. Mission was accomplished. Next Sunday, we're going to be preaching on and going over the, and celebrating resurrection. How an amazing time that will be to, to hear the words that this book says about Jesus coming out of that tomb. But this week, I want us to think more about the crucifixion than about the resurrection. Why are you saying that, Pastor Gary? Because you need to remember what Jesus did for you. You need to, you need to think about what he did. If you could watch that passion movie, again, if you have it, watch it. And that does not come close to what he went through. But we tend to forget what he did for us. We think about the resurrection, we shout, and we carry on, and man, I, I'm, next Sunday you'll see me shouting. But this Sunday, I, I, I want to think about what he went through for me. I want to remember. We're going to take communion here in a moment. I want us to remember as we eat that bread. I want us to remember as we drink that cup what Jesus did for us. Somebody say amen. Keith, would you, Brother Jeff, would you bring the table over? Amen. Hallelujah. What tables is he going to turn over in your life this week as he cleans your temple up? I'm going to ask Brother Ricky and Sister Lydia if they'll come and help me this morning. Amen. Linda, would you and Brother Larry come and help me this morning also? You say, Pastor Gary, I, I, man, I, I'm leaving bummed out this morning from church. Too many times we get so caught up in the shout and all the rejoicing that we forget 
what Jesus did for us. If we will truly remember his crucifixion, if we will truly remember what he went through for us, it will change our lifestyle. For every time you can say a cuss word, you're driving a nail in his hands. Every time you do something you shouldn't be doing that's a sin, that he calls out in his word that is a sin. Every time you do that, you're driving another, you're hitting that nail one more time into his hands and feet. Those bracelets we used to wear and the necklace we used to wear and the bumper stickers that said, WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know, I would, we, we, we would teach all the time, before you do something silly, I want you to look at that bracelet. Would Jesus do that or not? This week, what I want you to do is think about your actions. Am I nailing him to the cross? Every time I do this, am I nailing him to the cross? And I want you to have some serious gut check time with him this week. Come next Sunday, we're going to celebrate. Somebody say amen. Praise God. If you would, just stand to your feet. Brother Devin, would you put that on? Jason, you have to unmute that. Amen. You would just start in this section, come around, and they're going to serve you. This section is going to be served over here.
we just close our eyes for a moment before we do this? Father, you're worthy. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples that take, eat, this is my body. You may take the bread. Father God, we just thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord, we know it was this great sacrifice that you gave yourself for us, Lord. Your body was broken, your your blood shed for us, Jesus, and we thank you for this each and every day that we partake of this. In your name, Jesus, amen. Praise God. And he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You may take the cup. Thank you. Father, thank you for the blood, Lord, that you shed for me. I'm so unworthy, but Father, you are so worthy, and we thank you, Lord. Amen. Just raise your hands tonight, this morning, and just love him for a moment. They'll be about to collect the cups in a few moments. Just worship him for a moment. Now we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Yes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, couldn't be a better morning for you to find him to surrender your heart to him completely we invite you to step out and come to this altar we will meet you here we'll pray with you and introduce you to this wonderful savior of ours
Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Would you just reach over and just pray for that person next to you? You don't know what they're going through, what they may have had a horrible week, or maybe they're sitting there and they're not a Christian, but they just have not got the boldness to come forward. Pray for that person. Pray for that person that they will check their life this week and see what tables need to be cleaned up out of their temple that need to be turned over. Father, we love you. Somebody say he's worthy. He is worthy. They're going to collect the cups. You can be seated just for a moment. Amen. Hallelujah. You're so worthy, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say amen. We could take communion every week, and it would be special every week. I know Felicity would love us to take it every week. She wants to take it every morning. That's awesome. Do it. Do it. You can take communion at home. You don't have to wait to get to church. Amen. Praise God. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing. Jesus said as often as you do it, that means he wants you to do it often. I said he wants you to do it often. Many of you, I've seen so many tears in this place. I think you're really getting the picture this morning. Let's keep that this week. Let's think about Jesus Christ all week long, what he did for us. And then let's come back, bring somebody with you next Sunday to Easter service, and let's shout and let's jump and let's carry on and, and celebrate the resurrection. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Praise God. Don't forget, next week, next Sunday, is we'll be honoring the Feast of Passover. Uh, if you have not got one of those sheets uh, about the Feast of Passover, about the special offering, special prayer requests, if you would like one, please see somebody in the foyer. They'll have them out there. Uh, Teresa, if you don't have them, make sure we get them directly after service. Have, I think we have some out there. Amen. Praise God. God is so awesome. He is so awesome. Turn to somebody and say, he is just cool. He, God is cool, man. Yes. The live crucifixion. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. You know, Emmanuel Baptist Church out by James Madison School is having a live crucifixion, and they're inviting anyone to want to come and just stand at the crosses. It's Friday, Good Friday, from 2 to 7.30. So that would be awesome to go out and do that. Amen. Next to James Madison, Emmanuel Baptist Church. We did that one time. We had a radical youth group, and I, 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 we wanted to do something crazy one year, and 
So we were going to do a live crucifixion. We were out there where Barbara Hightower's church is now. We were there, and it was called New Life Fellowship. And uh, we were there, and we had the crosses built, and we had everything lined up. We were going to do a live crucifixion on close to Easter, and that week it snowed, and it was so cold. And so we said, no, we're just going to do it this week. So we put it off. We put it off for a couple. You remember this, Roxanne? Do you remember it? You know when we did it? It was prom night. Prom night was going on at Rispaw Temple. We were right there next to it. So we had a live crucifixion scene going on with these people coming to prom. Now think about that. A lot of people's plans hopefully were messed up. <laughs> when they came by, I felt condemned because there was a cross live crucifixion scene going on. That wasn't Easter. That was in the summer. But we did have a rooftop experience. We preached from the roof. I didn't. Our pastor did. That was cool. We had a service outside. I, I will make a deal with you guys. I should, probably shouldn't say this. I'm going to do it. Donna said, you're, you're, you don't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. If we can pass 200 next Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday, I will preach from the rooftop here. I challenge you. I challenge you. All right? Amen. Now, here's the deal. The, the, the praise team's got to get up there with me. So it's going to be cool. No, I will. I promise you I will preach from the roof. We've got to pass 200. 200. We can do it. If everybody here invite one, we'll do it. Okay? All right. Praise God. Let's stand back to our feet. Amen. Amen. Isaac said... If we get 250, he'll cut his hair. Oh, he didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> it had to be a whole lot of something more than that, right? Amen. Praise God. Man, you guys are awesome. Take this serious message home with you today. Ponder on it. Think about it this week. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Brother Randall, would you come and dismiss us this morning? He was called out to work. I'm glad to see him back. He don't have a clue what I preached on. But I know that, that he knows how to pray. Heavenly Father, we'd just like to thank you for the obedience that you showed uh, in this week coming up, that you went through all the things that you went through for us. And as Heather said er earlier, we're all unworthy. And we just want to thank you for being obedient, and we just ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. From my